Good morning, the members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today, we celebrate Holy Trinity Sunday. Leading the liturgy this morning is Reverend Aaron Rosenau. Preaching this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. Arguments is Stephen Moore, our DPM, and special thanks to Bob Shield on brass. We'll be following Lutheran Service Book Divine Service 1. We joined a service already in progress. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship. So good to have you today. My name is Aaron Rosenau, one of the pastors here at Faith. Good to have you in the Lord's house. Uh, if you're here in person, if you're worshiping with us online or over our radio broadcast, so good to have you today. We're, um, we're kicking off a new series. It's called Rethink the Lies that We Believe. And this is going to carry us through the whole summer um, talking about some things that we believe that are contrary to the Word of God or the, the lies that we tell ourselves that really are not true. And so we're, the whole series over the summer is going to be Rethink the Lies that We Believe. And starting off, uh, we're, we're in Holy Trinity Sunday. So this is the time of the year when Christians all over the world celebrate the truth of God, the three-in-one Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we're uh, celebrating Holy Trinity. At the same time, we're starting this new series, Rethink. Um, also today, it's kind of a special day for, um, for our faith family. Uh, some of you know Pastor Leon Knitt. Um, Pastor Leon is celebrating this week his, the 60th anniversary of his ordination into the Office of the Public Ministry, which is a big deal. Yeah. Now, Pastor Leon did not um, serve full-time here at Faith, but has been a part of our Faith family and uh, served as a visitation pastor and, and uh, in other ways, uh, just been a pastoral presence here in our congregation for over 25 years. And uh, it's just a real blessing to us. You'll see him a little bit later in our service as he helps with communion and uh, is able to speak the blessing, the benediction over our congregation at the end of our service today. So um, congratulations to Pastor Leon Knitt on that 60th anniversary milestone. Um, finally, last thing, uh, today we could use a couple more volunteers. We're going to be spreading some mulch out in the, um, uh, in the flower beds and, and landscaping areas. So if you are able to give some time this afternoon, one o'clock this afternoon, would love to have a couple extra hands with that. So um, that's it for this, this morning as far as announcements. Let's begin with our worship. Um, we'll begin with our call to worship as it's printed for you on page two of your worship folder. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him because he has shown mercy to us. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, 
You are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in a pleasant place. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also will rest secure. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him because he has shown mercy to us. Our opening this opening hymn this morning is titled Holy, Holy, Holy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee.
In the name of the Father, God the Father in heaven, and of the Son, God the Son, Redeemer of the world, and of the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, Sanctifier of our souls. O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are by nature sinful and unclean, and our great God knows it. He is inescapable, omniscient, and three in one. Nothing goes unnoticed. Nothing can be hidden from him. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We fail to love you with our whole heart and fail to trust you above all else. We often do what you forbid and avoid what you command. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and empower us to bear much fruit by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. The triune God knows us better than we know ourselves. He is more marvelous than we can ever understand, and despite our ongoing struggle with sin, our Creator loves us, redeems us through Jesus, and sanctifies us by the Holy Spirit. The power, majesty, and mystery of the Holy Trinity declares you righteous. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Our next hymn is titled, The Gifts Christ Freely Gives. The gifts Christ freely gives, he gives to you and me to be his church, his bride, his chosen, saved, and free.
Let us pray. Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier, your triune power has governed the universe and our lives in perfect wisdom, love, and truth. May we be inspired to live in awe and holy reverence in response to your majesty and the mystery of the Holy Trinity. Glory and praise to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is from Psalm 119. Your word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, O Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to Timothy, second letter to Timothy, chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness with the, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand as you're able for the reading of the gospel in our Alleluia in verse. Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you asked me, Where are you going? 
Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. In those days... There was no king in Israel, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. Maybe some of you recognize those words from the book of Judges, chapter 21. Now, this, just taking that verse by itself, would seem to give an impression of lawlessness, as far, at least as far as the civil authorities go. But it's also true in this context, to the state of the faithfulness to their loving God, that the faithlessness that the Israelites had toward their loving and merciful God. And I would venture to guess that this verse could hold true in just about every generation. But how do we apply it here, right here, right now in 2023? In our psalm, we hear that famous line, God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. How does that work in our lives? How does that shape the way we witness and live? When we live by the light of God's word, how is that a light to our path? Is it about pointing out the wrongs that we see in the world and shaking our fist in condemnation at others? How does God's word guide us? Where should it take us? Well, I greet all of you with grace, mercy, and peace in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What are we asked to do in this 2 Timothy text? Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And for what reason are we called to do this? 
For time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Now, what does this look like? What do we do when people turn from the truth and turn aside to myths? And to us, as we know, sitting here, myths are anything that are contrary to what the Word of God says. First, people need to know that we as Christians care about them. And our concern for their beliefs come from a place of love, not hate, and not of self-righteousness. Like our loving God, we want all people to come to knowledge of the truth. That is our motivation for doing any of this. We don't hate as many think. Christians love. At least that's what we should be doing. Now, there are many, as our sermon series indicates, that are lying to themselves. Now, we all engage in some little bit of self-deception at times. We try to justify or rationalize what we desire because we want what we want, even though we know it's wrong. But there are some that really just don't care about God's word. They're not lying to themselves. They just don't care about God's word or anyone else. I think of the trendsetters of one certain issue that's going on in the world. And I can remember, I remember, I mean, most of you in here remember. I'm not gauging too much age. But on April 20th, 1999, Eric Harris and Dylan Claybold walked into Columbine High School in Colorado and killed 10 students and wounded 21 others. The bombs, the pipe bombs they planted in the school didn't go off, so their destruction wasn't as bad or awful as it could have been. But now look at the U.S. and look at how commonplace school shootings or shootings are anywhere. We hear about it every other day. Now, this is a good example of how we can say right and wrong, good and evil. Even those who don't agree with the Bible or believe in the Bible could say that this is wrong, evil, and unjust. But there are other things in the world that we as God's children know that what he wants for our lives aren't just as black and white to everyone. Not anymore. And I dare to walk into the deep trap of the gender identity thing that's going on. I've always got to use an example. I would dare to say that there are many Christians or others out there that may think God is okay with a person choosing to be a different gender than how they were born. It's kind of commonplace right now. Now, if we know that God's light, his word, 
says that he created male and female, then how do we witness to things like this with love, patience, and sound instruction? Second Timothy tells us the basics. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. That's a start. And I will give you this. It is easy for me to stand here and say to do that. A lot easier for me to say than it is for us to do. Many get angry when we tell them they're wrong. Many get angry and disgusted when they tell them they're going in a bad direction, down a wrong path, or that they are incorrect. And I am no exception. Many years ago, before I was a pastor, which is no excuse for how I acted, by the way, I kept getting calls, I don't remember how or why, from the Church of Scientology. And at some point, Lord forgive me, I just went off on this girl. I yelled and told her how crazy and insane what they believed was, and I couldn't make heads or tails. And why did they keep calling me trying to explain this stuff to me? I told her L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer, and uh, the book that had come out, Diagnetics, was no exception. That everything they believed was just crazy. I yelled and screamed. I said, don't call me anymore. And I'm sure I used some expletives. <laughs> the woman on the phone was calm, kind, and polite through it all. And we ended up having a nice and civil conversation to which I felt, at least as far as, far as my attitude went, like a jerk, wrong. Now, we didn't agree, but lesson learned. Keep your head. Endure hardship. Speak the truth in love because sharing the gospel with others is worth whatever uncomfortable situation we might encounter. Remember, because I think we forget this many times, we can plant the seed but we can't make it grow. We can't create faith in someone's heart. We can't make them believe that God's word is right and what they're doing is wrong. But just remember that Jesus told us that the world would hate us, but it hated him first. Now, let's be clear about what we're sharing with others who thinks God is open to things that his words say is clearly wrong. What are we sharing with them? What is the instruction that we're giving them? It's not that we're great and they're so awful. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That should be the first thing in our minds and in our hearts. But the good news is the cross of Jesus Christ has set us free. There is no prescription for living that will take us to God's house when this life ends. There is forgiveness for us all. It's not about us. It's all 
all about Jesus. We need to start there. I want you to think of the woman caught in adultery in John 8. And I always get a laugh because, you know, the man is never brought into the picture. It's just her. What does Jesus say to all the self-righteous Pharisees? And isn't it interesting that he addresses the accusers first, not the accused? Because they say she should be stoned, this shameful woman who's lived contrary to the word of God. And what does Jesus say? You that have no sin, cast the first stone. Then Jesus tells her that no one there was able to condemn her. And neither did he condemn her. Isn't that fascinating? That the one who has the authority and every right to condemn chooses not to. But a lot of us, us being human beings, sinful human beings, usually more times than not choose to condemn when we do not have the right or the authority. And what was Jesus' words to her? Sinless as he was, go and sin no more. He's basically saying to her, you know God's desire. Use that to guide your life. Because I have forgiven you. Our attitude, those who say wrong is right, should be like that. We have no stone to cast from our glass houses. But we love the word of God. We love the God who created us. We love the Son who saved us. We love the Holy Spirit who gave us faith and the ability and the courage and the desire to share it with others. Many are still going to want things the way they want them. They're going to surround themselves with people who tell them what they're doing is okay and that everybody else is wrong for telling them what they're doing is wrong. We've all done that at times. And I think sometimes we're doing right and believing what is right and we have friends and people we love that are living in other ways and we start to identify with what they're doing and we kind of move away from the way of God. It's kind of a, a peer pressure thing. The complexity of the world in the world astounds me. I'm not saying the awfulness of what people do astounds me. I'm saying the complexity of sin astounds me, even my own. But the heart of the matter, I think, is when we hear, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Well done, good and faithful servant. What is the heart of the matter to those words? That's no assessment of the good we have done in this life. We have achieved absolutely nothing. But knowing we are sinners, knowing we needed grace and mercy from God to have any hope in our lives at all, we held on to Jesus. We have ridden his coattails into eternity. 
We have not lived in great deeds, but in the forgiveness found at the foot of the cross. He is our crown of righteousness. Remember that when you are confronted with those who hate God's word or who have lied or keep lying to themselves about what is right and what is wrong. Conning themselves into believing they don't need forgiveness. And that's a huge self-deception today. Why do I need to ask for forgiveness? What I'm doing is not wrong. You're wrong for pointing your finger at me. Jesus loves us. He forgives us. He has given us eternal life. And he wants others to have it too. That is the light that God's word has shown to our path to everlasting life. And may we have the heart and the spirit to share that with joy with everyone with love, patience, understanding, and kindness. And in the name of our merciful Lord and Savior, in the name of our triune God, amen. And at this time, I invite you to rise as we recite excerpts from our Athanasian Creed. Today, we acknowledge the Holy Trinity by using the Athanasian Creed to confess our faith. Christian churches around the world use this creed on Trinity Sunday because it declares the doctrine of the Holy Trinity in more detail. Today, we read responsively excerpts found on pages 319 through 320 of the Lutheran Service Book. Whoever desires to be saved must above all hold the universal Christian faith. Whoever does not keep it whole and undefiled will without doubt perish eternally. And the universal Christian faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. But the Godhead of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. So the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet there are not three gods, but one God. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. Just as we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also are we prohibited to say that there are three gods or lords. The Father is not made, nor created, nor begotten by anyone. The Son is neither made nor created, but begotten of the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten. But proceeding, thus there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits, and in this Trinity none is before or after another, none is greater or less than another, but the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all 
things as has been stated above, the Trinity in unity and unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. O Holy Trinity, we pray that you would guide us in all truth, that we would rethink the lies of the world and that we tell ourselves that we would walk in your ways. Allow your word truly to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Help us to live in faithfulness to your word. By your Holy Spirit, God, we pray that you would keep us firm in the true faith, trusting in your word even when we find it hard to believe in, even when we find it hard to agree with what your word says. It is your word, O God, and we are your subjects, so help us to submit to your authority and your truth and to share your love and grace, to witness to that grace and love with kindness and gentleness, with patience and endurance. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to share your truth in such a way that it would be appealing to others and trusting that you alone produce faith. God, we lift up this prayer, especially that all people would come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We also lift up to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our prayers on behalf of those who are suffering today. We pray for uh, Tracy Sari's nephew who is... Um, experiencing some uh, difficult health um, challenges right now and doctors trying to figure out what is going on. We pray that you would give wisdom and understanding to them and, uh, and help him to recover. Uh, give patience and peace to his parents and the rest of his family that, um, that they would trust in you in this time of need. We also pray for Jennifer Klein as she is going through cancer treatments and for Mary Gassman as she is experiencing a number of health issues. We pray for Lillian Wegner as she's recovering from childbirth. Pray for, for her and for Sam as they uh, celebrate the birth of their son, Rhett, but also await his getting out of the NICU after an early childbirth. We pray that you would bless uh, the Wegners and um, especially little Rhett and give him strength in his little body and uh, help him to, uh, to develop well and to be able to go home very soon. We lift up these prayers to you, Lord, and we trust in, in all their time of need that you are guiding and protecting them and we lift them to you and commend them to your care. We also celebrate today, Lord, those who are remembering anniversaries, birthdays, and other special blessings in life. We, we pray for Alexandria and Christopher Chisholm as they're celebrating their fifth anniversary as husband and wife. And we also celebrate with Pastor Leon Knitt at the 60th anniversary of his ordination into the office of the public ministry and pray that you would continue to bless him 
as he is a blessing to our congregation here at Faith. These and all the prayers that we have left unspoken, we lift up to you, Lord. We trust that you hear us for the sake of Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. I invite you now to be seated as we bring our offerings to the Lord. And let me say a word of thanks for all the ways that you support the ministry here at Faith, that we might bring the gospel of truth uh, to the world in a loving and caring way. Our offering hymn this morning is titled, Holy God, We Praise Thy Name. This is found in Lutheran Service Book 940. Holy God, we praise thy name. Lord of all, we bow before thee. All on earth thy scepter claim. All in heaven above adore thee.
Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings. As you have raised us to new life in Christ, give us glad and generous hearts, always ready to share your bountiful blessing with others in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, who with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit are one God, one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we, can, we worship the Trinity in person, in the unity and substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink ye all of it. This is the cup of the New Testament, and my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins, this do in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you. I encourage you now to greet one another in the peace of the Lord.
We thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith's Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship, and education times, please visit our website at www.faithfoxvalley.org or call the church office at 739-9191. Any communication regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship and Arts, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace. Please stand and let us pray. Merciful God, you have brought us over from death to life through your Son, our risen Savior, and you have fed us in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name Amen. of the Father. Our closing hymn is titled, Alleluia, let praises ring. Alleluia, let praises ring. To God the Father, let us bring our songs of admiration.